0: As we begin our uh, month of looking at life's big questions, today we begin with looking at the question of what is the meaning of life. And our text for today comes from the Gospel of Luke, the 10th chapter, beginning with the 25th verse, a story that's familiar to many, the story of the Good Samaritan. Let's stand together as we hear these words together. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. What is the meaning of life? Every person asks that question at one time or another, in one version or another. It's a basic question of human existence. What is the meaning of life? What am I here for? How do I make the most of my life? How do I find fulfillment and purpose in my life? In fact, uh, most philosophers would say that it's the fact that we can ask that question of our life, that's what makes us human beings, that we're able to step outside ourselves and ask that question, what is the meaning? Of our life it's important to ask big questions from time to time but it's also understandable that from time to time we don't ask those big questions sometimes it's because we've searched for meaning and it's been hard and it's been disappointing and we've been frustrated sometimes we are in a place in our life where we feel that our options are limited what difference would it make what we discover as the meaning of life i can't change anything in my life other times life can just be hard and it takes all of our energy and all of our focus just to survive and to get through until a better day there's lots of reasons that the big questions of our life kind of fall off the radar but the fact remains that at our core We are creatures that long for meaning, long for purpose and meaning in our life. Now, if you know me very well at all, you know that I love movies. I love old movies, new movies, any kind of movies. And my favorite place to go to the movies is Alamo Drafthouse Cinema. Anybody like to go to the Alamo Draft House? I love the Alamo Draft House because uh, they show the kind of movies I like, and they're always filled with young people, and there's a lot of energy there. Um, they have kind of a quirky vibe that I really like. But the thing that I like best about the Alamo Draft House in my neighborhood, anyway, is that all the employees wear matching shirts all the time and the shirts have the answer to our question of the day it's alamo draft house answer to what is the meaning of life you know what it is three words birth movies death <laughs> that's the meaning of life birth Movies and death. Now, there are a few people that like movies more than I do, but I need something more than that for my philosophy of life. I need something more than that to give my life meaning. Every school of philosophy, all the isms we can name, uh, all those philosophies grew out of an attempt in a particular context, in a particular time, to answer the question... What is the meaning of life? In our own scriptures, the Hebrew scriptures in our Bible, the philosopher of Ecclesiastes says, I've looked at life and this is the meaning, eat, drink, and be merry. Great thinkers like Ralph Waldo Emerson all the way to Yogi Berra have given us some great ideas of what the meaning of life is. Reinhold Niebuhr was one of the true giants in the faith, a brilliant theologian and ethicist of the 20th century. Uh, He and his brother uh, were both brilliant uh, people of faith and brilliant theologians, Um, and they did a lot to teach us how to think critically and live faithfully in a world that's changing very rapidly. Uh, The other thing that Reinhold Niebuhr did that Uh, you might be familiar with, is he authored what's come to be known as the Serenity Prayer. He had a great insight into life. So he wrote these great books and these great essays, but he also wrote this. He says, Every time I find the meaning of life, they change it. Every time I find the meaning of life, they change it. It can feel that way sometimes, can't it? If we find the meaning of our life in those things that change, then it's always changing. We're always chasing the meaning of life. This is Epiphany Sunday, the day uh, each year that the church remembers the three magi, the three educated, wealthy, powerful people who come from somewhere in the east following a star looking for a newborn king. Matthew tells us that story. I love that story, and I love Epiphany Sunday because it always makes me think these three people, or not three people, these people who come, we don't know how many there were, uh, they have everything. They have the means They have the education to know something's going on. They have the means to travel. They have so much, and yet there's something that drives them on a search, on a quest, looking for something beyond what they know, looking for something beyond what they already have. And I like to think that they are looking for a deeper meaning in their life. I also love the fact that you have these powerful, privileged, wealthy, educated people on a search. And then in the Christmas story, you have the lowly, uneducated, powerless, poor shepherds on a search to see what the angels had said and to understand what the angels had told them. And guess what? They end up at the same place. In their search... They come to Jesus. I believe that for us to truly grasp meaning in our life at a depth that can sustain us, define us, through all that life brings our way, we find that when we come to Jesus. Our text today is a famous story. It's a public exchange between a lawyer and Jesus. And a lawyer in Jesus' day, in this context, would be a very well-educated, powerful, religious figure. They're a person who knows who they are by virtue of their birth. When, When this lawyer asks, how do I inherit eternal life, we read that and we think he's talking about How do I know that someday when I die, I'll go to heaven? That's not the way he was asking that. Eternal life in those days to that person would be being on the inside, right? Being in the inner circle, God's chosen ones, living in the kingdom of God. It would be knowing that you were in a special place. And of course, it only is fun to be inside if there's people outside, right? That's a sad fact of human nature. If everybody's in, we're not happy. So he wants to know, how do I know, right? But remember, he's who he is. By virtue of his birth and privilege, he knows he's in, in his mind. So he's not really asking Jesus, he's testing Jesus, as Luke says. He's trying to see if Jesus knows the meaning of life. (laughs) And so Jesus says, well, you're the expert. You tell me. What does the law say? Well, you're supposed to love God with all your uh, mind and soul and strength, heart. And you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, that's it. You know the answer. We don't need to talk anymore. But the lawyer betrays the fact that it's not about The answer is about him. He wants to justify himself. He wants to make it about him. So he asks Jesus, well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus tells this story that is so powerful because the story reveals to us that it does not matter if we're privileged or powerful or religious. We may not have the slightest clue about the meaning of life. There's a fellow human being in pain and in dire need on the road. A priest comes along, sees the man, and crosses on the other side and leaves him. A little bit later, a Levite, another temple professional, religious professional, sees the man, crosses on the other side, uncaring, leaves him. But then a third traveler comes by, a Samaritan, a marginalized outside person. A person whom the lawyer or the priest or the Levite in the story wouldn't have given the time of day to, would not have had an ounce of respect for, would not have regarded them as an equal in any way. This person comes along and he sees the man and he goes to him and he cares for him and he takes him to an end, and he provides for his recovery and for his healing. Jesus says, of those three, the priest and the Levite and the Samaritan, who gets it? Who gets it? Who understands the meaning of life? You see, when we understand the idea of meaning for our lives from the perspective of Jesus and the Gospels, we hold fast to the mysterious and marvelous truth that not only when Jesus came to us in the birth that we celebrated recently at Christmas, not only did Jesus show us who God really is, Jesus showed us Who we really are. Jesus showed us how to be fully human. How to be truly human. How to be the people God created us to be. If we want to know meaning in our life, a deep, abiding meaning in our life, we have to live the life of the Samaritan. We have to love God in such a way that it affects how we look at each other and how we see each other and how we love each other. Remember Niebuhr's comment, every time I find the meaning of life, they change it. When we find the meaning of life in Jesus, when we find the meaning in life, in loving God and loving our neighbor. We find a meaning that is constant, that's not dependent on how well things are going, how successful we are. We find a meaning in our life that doesn't change with whoever gets elected or which agenda happens to be winning and which agenda happens to be losing. We find a meaning for our life that transcends all of those things because it's about who we are at our core. We are people who live as God intended us to live, fully human, loving God and loving our neighbor as ourself. Thomas Merton is a great spiritual director and spiritual writer. He says this, Love is our true destiny. We do not find meaning in life by ourselves alone. We find it with another. We do not find meaning in life by ourselves alone. We find it with another. The lawyer was all about himself and he couldn't get it. We find meaning in our life with another, with Jesus We find meaning in our life with each other in the same pews and in the same neighborhoods and in the same house. We find meaning in our life in the others who are not like us at all, who don't look like us or live like us at all. We find true meaning in our life when we come to this table. This table that is never set for just one. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.